Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Hope everybody is having a very good week to this point. I am not going to stay before you long, but I do want to uh, hopefully impart upon you some wisdom uh, to encourage you, uh, to inspire you, and to challenge you. in your responsibility. And the key word is the responsibility. A lot of the things that we look at and we ask whether or not we desire it is along the lines in truth responsibility. There's a certain level of responsibility that comes with your gift. There's a certain level of responsibility that comes with your capacity and your potential. It is not really truly uh, whether or not it's something you want. It's something that you are responsible for. You have a certain level of responsibility to the creator to live life at the fullness of your design, to express yourself in the fullness of your potency and the fullness of your potential. You have a responsibility to step out in life and go after it all and leave it all out on the field. You have a responsibility that when people look at you, they see a reflection of God and the creator and the divine nature that's flowing through and coursing through your veins. You have a responsibility to stand up and move out of dark places and in and, 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 and situations that you may have found yourself into, you may have been born into, you may have been pushed into, or maybe you made mistakes and you ended up there. You have a responsibility. And I hope that I challenge you to move in that responsibility. I just have two things I want to share with you today. The first thing is your vision and your dream do not need validation. Stop looking to other people to validate your vision or validate your dream or co-sign your vision and tell you that it's cool, tell you it's okay, tell you it's possible. You don't need anybody to tell you it's possible. If you can conceive it in your mind, that's God's evidence that it's possible. If God has given you the capacity to conceive it, then it would be cruel for you not to be able to achieve it. So the very nature of God says that if you can think it, you can have it, but you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to develop and become in order to get it. So the first thing I want to share with you today is simply this. You know, your dream does not need validation. Your, your, your vision does not need validation. You are validated at the moment you landed on this place. It's up to you to take your potential, to take your gift, to take your capacity and to expand it to 
activate it and to actualize it and then to move out into the world and make your presence felt. That's your responsibility to the creator. That's your responsibility to the designer. You're not living at the level of your design, then you're failing the designer. It's time to step out of the space of average. It's time to step out of the space of mediocrity. It's time to step out of the space of just living. It's time to step out of the space of dwarf goals and colorless dreams. It's time to step out of all of that stuff that just simply is that because I'm trying to exist. I'm trying to survive. You got to get out of survival mode. You got to make up in your mind that you're going to step up. You're going to step out. You're going to take it on. I'm here to tell you it's not going to be easy. If you're looking for me to tell you it's going to be easy, you'd come to the wrong place. What I'm telling you is it's possible. And I'm telling you it's your responsibility. Second, stop waiting on the breakthrough to move. Stop waiting on the breakthrough to expect. Stop waiting on the breakthrough to anticipate. Stop waiting on the breakthrough to be proactive. Uh, I am reminded and I, I shared a little write up in the description box so that you can go back and I'm reminded of uh the, the, the Bible context in, in Jeremiah, where you find out that Israel has been conquered um, by Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar and the Chaldean Empire, which uh, uh, resided in Babylon. These were not Babylonians. They had conquered the Babylonians. These were Chaldeans and Chaldeans led by Nebuchadnezzar. And in, 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 in this sense, Nebuchadnezzar, while and war and pursuing and fighting with Egyptians discovered Jerusalem. And in discovering Jerusalem, he decided to set his sights on it. And there were several visits of the Chaldean army to Jerusalem. The first time they left a vassal king uh, in, in charge, meant, meaning really, truly, the Chaldean empire was ruling through an, uh, an, uh, an Israelite king. But the ruling was truly Chaldean. Well, anyway, on the third visit, they just took everybody and took them back. Uh, to uh, Babylon. And while they were in captivity in Babylon, they were exiles from their own land and they had started to give up hope and they had started to feel like there was no end. They had started to to lose the passion and the fire had started to leave their eyes. And God sent Jeremiah to them and he told them, to build houses and live in them, to take wives, husbands, for men to take wives and to give their daughters to husbands and for get their uh, and to bring wives to their sons and and to and to uh, grow gardens and eat of the land and, and and to be fruitful and to multiply and not decrease. And what God was saying is, stop waiting on the breakthrough. I know you want out of here. I know you want to be in a different place, but. I'm trying to get you to understand that purpose and passion need to be present even in the storm. Proactivity and purpose and passion need to be present even in the midst of the storm. A lot of people are waiting on blessings on the other side of the breakthrough. Sometimes your blessings are in the midst of these dark moments that you, but the pro, here's the problem. When you go back and you start to really study passages like this is that a lot of people have lost the ability to see God in the darkness. See, uh, Centuries before this happened, Solomon had stood before the people and said that God dwells in the darkness, even the dense and thick darkness does God dwell. In other words, there's no place that you're going to be. There's nothing that you're going to go through. There's no heart of a moment that you're going to enter into that God is not already present. God doesn't vacate darkness. 
while God is light and while God operates, God does not vacate dark. He says, I, I, I occupy the darkness. So even in the darkest of moments, God dwells. And if God dwells in the darkness, then there's something there in the darkness with you. So you're never alone. But there's also something there in the darkness for you. And a lot of times we're so worried about getting to the other side. We're so worried about getting out of the storm. We're so worried about getting through the breakthrough that we miss the blessing inside of the storm and we leave ill prepared and not ready. Something my grandfather taught me that I'm going to be done here today. Something that my grandfather taught me, and I've shared this with you many times before. For those of you who haven't been following me for long, this is going to be new to you. Some of you, this is going to be revisiting one of the most powerful lessons I've ever learned in my life. My grandfather taught me so many, but at the age of 17, he told me, sit down, I'm going to share something with you. He said that I've taught you much, but if you can get this one thing, it will change your life forever. It will be transformative. Not in those words, but that's what he was saying to me. Let me tell you what he told me. He said, son, in this life, you're going to be one in three in, in one of three places. You're either going to be going into a storm, in a storm or coming out of a storm. He said, that's life. Don't ever become disenfranchised because it seems like every time you start to get your footing, here comes another storm. Storms are a part of the process. And process always precedes promise. He says, let me tell you something. When you first land in the storm, your first inclination or your first uh, thought is to determine how did you get there? Who pushed you? Who who did it to you? He said, don't waste your time. 90% of the time is something you did, something you said, a thought you made, a decision you made, somebody you allowed into your life. Look at it, learn from it, keep it moving. He said, your biggest responsibility, your biggest responsibility <clears throat> Hold on. Uh, to the person who's asking about the cash app, I'm putting it in the description box. It's uh, dollar sign the Odyssey Project 21. Uh, each word is capitalized, but I've shared it in the description box. Uh, so you should see it. Look. He says, your biggest responsibility when you're in the storm isn't to be worrying about how you got there. Your biggest responsibility in the storm, son, is to come out of the storm a better man than you went in. Let me break that down. Let me take it back to you. He said, your biggest responsibility is to come out a better man. He, in other words, he was saying, let the storm shape you. Don't fold back and fall back in the storm. Stand up strong, move into the winds. Let it make you stronger. Learn from how the wind moves, how to navigate in the difficulty. Learn how things operate in those type of situations so that when you encounter it again, you won't be shaken by it. What am I trying to get you to understand? That there are blessings in the storm. Stop being so focused on what you're gonna do when the breakthrough comes. Sometimes what you do in the storm facilitates the breakthrough. Some of you are waiting on something to happen. You're waiting on God to do something and God is waiting on you to move. Why? Because he wants you to be proactive in your moment. That's where people are watching you. Anybody can sit up and clap and, and be happy and talk about how good God is and talk about how awesome life is when everything is going the way you want it to go. That's not where integrity is shown. That's not where character is expressed Integrity is observed when you're in the darkest moment and everybody around you is expecting you to fold and you stand tall. When everybody's expecting you to diminish and you expand. When everybody's expecting you to just give up and you walk through. 
that's where character is not only developed, but expressed. You got to understand that there's a reason in there. I tell people sometimes when they look at it, they say, I just can't seem to get through. I say, sometimes you're waiting on God to deliver you from the very place that the blessing resides. Sometimes when you look at it and you can't seem like you can get out of something, that may be a sign that your shine is coming in the midst of the dark. See, everybody's waiting to get on the other side. You better learn how to move in the darkness, to thrive in the darkness. Because let me tell you something, when you learn how to thrive in the darkness, when you learn how to move in difficult moments, when you learn how to stand up and move in the, in the times that most people are falling, things stop, to sh things stop shaking ground. I tell people all the time. How is it that you've always got the same mindset? How is it that no matter what's going on in your life, you've got the same mentality? You've got the same smile on your face. You've got the same walk in your, the same stride in your gait. It's, it's this, this, this thing you got to move. How is it that you keep that? It's because nothing that I can encounter shakes ground with me. I've been to the depths of dark places. Everything that I thought I feared, I faced and I had to conquer. And so now I'm in this space where I understand that in the midst of the darkest moments is when I get to shine the brightest. Why? Somebody's looking at me to see how I respond. You've got to get to a point where you start to operate in the fullness of your design. We have it twisted. We're down here and society has convinced us that all this is about just getting for us. No, what we are here to do is nothing wrong with having things. It's nothing wrong with enjoying life. That's a part of living. If you haven't enjoyed life, if you haven't truly explored life, you haven't lived. But let me tell you something. You get to do that by touching the lives of other people. You ought to be able to walk. Something else my grandfather told me, he says, son, feel your space. And I said, well, daddy, what do you mean? He said, look, don't ever walk into a room and leave the space the way you found it. You got to come in there and in some kind of way, you got to leave the people in that room better than when you found them. It might be an encouraging word. It might be some advice. It might simply be the energy that you're carrying with you when you walk in. You can't walk into rooms defeated. You can't walk into rooms uh, worried and stressed out. You can't walk. Why? Because that energy will bring everybody in the room down. And people will start to recognize you as a source of their despair. They won't even know why, but it will be your, you got to walk in. Even in when you don't, I'm telling you, I don't always feel like it when I get up. But before I get out of bed, I say, thank you for another opportunity to touch somebody's life. Thank you. When I look over and I see my wife laying next to me and I watch her take her first breath. Thank you. When I walk out of the door and I see these children in these doors to these rooms where these babies are waiting on me to go out and show up. Thank you. I'm telling you, you've got to have a heart of gratitude. You've got to be willing to stand up. you got to be willing to go out there. you got to be willing to fight. I'm telling you that in the midst of your darkest moment is a blessing waiting on you, but you're going to have to be proactive to have it. Stop sitting around moping because things ain't going your way. 
You better learn how to say thank you. You better learn how to move. You better learn how to operate. Stop sitting around waiting on something to go the way you think it should go and start moving towards your hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Sitting there waiting and not having anything happen will make you sick, not just emotionally, not just psychologically, but physically. You better learn how to step out there and go get it. Your breakthrough is waiting. But in the meantime, you need to show up in the midst of the storm. You need to show up in the midst of the storm. Huh. Man, if I would sit down every time, if I would have sat down every time I woke up and I was feeling bad or I woke up and I was having a bad day, I was woke up and I was missing my my father. Uh, I woke up and I mean, I just got my butt kicked the day before. And I woke. if I would woke up any of those days and said, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired. I, I can't do it. How many people might not have been inspired that day? More importantly, my children were watching and the one thing the people in my house can say is, I don't care what happens. This dude gets up every day. That's what I tell you. I set an example. I'm like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to. I don't feel. It ain't about what you feel like. It's about what you're called to do. Some of the greatest things in my life have come on those days where I didn't feel like doing anything, but I challenged myself to walk out there and be what I was designed to be. And I'm telling you, things happen. Jeremiah said, build houses and live in them. No, you're not in your own land right now. You're on somebody else's land and under somebody else's dominion, but build houses anyway. Don't stop loving one another. Man, get you a wife. Parents, get your daughter a husband. Husbands, moms, get your son a, a wife. Get, multiply and expand. Do not decrease in the moment of your struggle. God was sitting up saying, in the moment of your struggle, you have the capacity to expand. I know this isn't the law of attraction psychology thing that you get a lot with me in, in my background, but you got to understand. This is where I started in teaching people how to walk in the fullness, to move beyond the idea of religion and see something exceptional and extraordinary to see something uh, to Miss Lady. Thank you. Um, it came through. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. Something real simple, real simple. Then I'm going to let you go. And I, I've, I've kept you longer than I, I planned to. This is something real simple. No matter who you are, this is something I do every day, every day. I said, I'm going to go somewhere and fill my space today. And so I'm going to challenge everybody that watches this, go out and fill your space. What does that mean? If 
find somebody to touch. It might not be anything but sitting up and say, hey, God bless you. Passing by somebody in the grocery store and say, hey, God loves you. Passing by someone and say, hey, I don't know what you're going through, but you're about to come up. You're about to come out. Just walking by. I mean, stop by the person at the light that you normally pass by and say, oh, my God, here they come. Give them a dollar and tell them God bless you. Or better yet, tell them to meet you at the uh, Whataburger or the, or the McDonald's or whatever's closest by. Walk them in and sit up. And, and, and one, of the, one of the most beautiful things I have seen in the past couple of weeks is a brother filling this space. There was a brother standing outside of Whataburger. And I was planning on giving him something when I came back out. But there was a brother that that was that had already come in when I got there. And this guy had got a dollar from somebody. He was coming. He was just trying to get some drink. He said, hey, man, how's it going? He started talking to him. He let him know he was being seen, that he wasn't invisible, that he mattered. And he said, hey, man, you know, you're hungry. He said, yeah. He said, get what you want. And then he started talking about it, talking to him about it. And he said, get what you want, man. Don't worry about it. He said, man, I'll tell you what, what do you like? And he ordered for him and he spent time with him. Then he sat down and ate with him. Some t- you don't know what that did for that man. But what I'm telling you is he filled his space for that moment. He's blessed. His children are going to be blessed. His house is blessed because he's coming home with the right energy. And that person that he helped is better. How well he'll do after that, nobody knows. But your job is to just touch them when you're there. That's my challenge to you. And on that note, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Look, for anybody that's looking to work with me at the Visionetics Institute in a one-on-one capacity, uh, I know that a lot of my stuff is pretty pricey. And so I try every now and then to do things. I create programs for people who may find my uh, flagship programs out of outside of their budget, nothing wrong with that. But I have a program that's called the 30 day holistic transformation. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, there's a new elevated level at which you can experience life. This program is designed for that. The link is in the description box. If you want to work with me on a one-on-one capacity over the next 30 days to literally map out a plan for you to elevate your position in this life, to fulfill your purpose, to explore your potential, to actualize it and to activate it. Click that link. Let's make something happen. Regardless of whether you do or not, don't you leave this day without touching somebody. That's my challenge to you. As I always say, I live my life on full so that when I die, I die on E. That's my challenge to you. God bless. Thank you.